welcome to the Finger Guns Podcast, episode 210. My name is Ross Gabe. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. Here's a big hug for you. Oh, God, that felt good, didn't it? And that feel good. You feel better about yourself now? Yep, you can take on tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. Joining me tonight is Kat. Hello. 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 Sorry. I like. I don't know who I'm going to go to first, and then I never assume it's me, and then I just race towards the unmute button, and it takes me a while, so apologies. It's all right. I understand. I understand. How, How are you, you? Well, yeah, I'm all right. Had a, had a yeah. 24 hours, but I'm all right. Had a little oopsie last night, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The podcast is uh, one day late because of me. I do apologize, everyone. Uh, but... It's all right. It's not because of you. It's also because of Zoom. Zoom kicked us all out and locked us out, um, and we we needed we needed authorization from the finger gun gods, which we didn't have. So it's not just you, dude. <laughs> Zoom as well. Just all went um, to hell last night. Yeah, very quickly as well. We're like, don't worry, we got it, we got it. We're walls. Don't worry. Uh, you know, you just get better. And then we were like, never mind. Zoom's fucked us off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks, Zoom. Um, yeah. What was the question, sorry? <laughs> um, you know, the usual, how are you doing? What's going on with your life? How, uh, yeah, how's your week been? Um, yeah, I just had like a, an impromptu trip to McDonald's from McFlurry, which I'll take, I'll, I mean, I'll talk about later. No recommendations. Week's been good. Had a chilled weekend. Yeah, not all that much, dude. Not all that much. Just chilling. All right. All right that's what I'd like to hear. Mr. Miles Thompson! Hello there. <laughs> Miles Thompson. Hello there. Wow, even fireworks going off and everything. It's a proper little celebration. Yeah, I felt like giving you like a proper um WWE sort of kind of entrance. You know? That's that's awesome. I appreciate that. What am I like a ladders and chairs? I don't know anything about wrestling, so I'm guessing here, but am I like a ladders and chairs match? I don't know. Is that a thing? Um you can you you can go for um Hell in the Cage if you want, Hell in the Cell, I think it's called. Yeah, that sounds one of those. Yeah, that sounds exciting and full of muscular men smashing into each other. Sean right now is going. Oh my god! <laughs> is idiots. it just pure pain? Yeah, it's 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 total cringe on Sean's end right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. I'm very sorry. Wrestling was never <laughs> my jam. How are you, man? Good, thank you, buddy. Very, very good, thank you. I finally managed to. Well, I'll talk about it in my game of the week. But I finally managed to get around to that big game that release that everyone's been playing and that uh, I hadn't been able to play until this week. Oh, that uh, game. Yeah, that one. That small little game. Cool. Nothing major. Nah, nah. Good. I'm glad you got there finally. Yes, at long last. What about you, sir? How are you feeling today? Are you feeling better? I am better, thank you. Yes. Good to hear. Yes. Uh, y- yesterday was no fun for anyone. Yeah, it didn't sound like it. So. Uh... <laughs> Um, yeah, when you're when you're rushed to the hospital, which is a stone throw away from you in an ambulance, it's um, okay. This is a bit much, guys. Can, can we we gotta settle this down a little bit? No. <laughs> yeah, can we chill this? But, yeah, I got I got I got taken straight through, and you know, I was there for a long time. But uh, you know, I got taken care of, and everyone at Musgrove were absolutely amazing. So thank you very much. Excellent. Musgrove, glad to hear you're on the mend. Yeah, until it happens again. We'll see. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't found the cause yet which is a problem but, uh, <laughs> one one day they'll get to that yeah eventually eventually and finally rounding off our group it's only George Thompson oh the music stopped I was just waiting for it to carry on on and on and on I just yeah. felt like I was walking out then with like sparks flying this is more wrestling references that 
I have no right of putting out there either. Um, similarly to Miles, um, it, it's your it's Triple J like Triple H, but with the J. Me. Yeah. What I was thinking was that like that you came out, the music was blaring, but then the music just stopped out of nowhere and like really awkwardly, you had to walk to the ring. <laughs> no I mean, it would not it would not be me if it wasn't like that. So true. True. Yeah, true. We're here. We're here. We're on the podcast. Hello, everyone. How's it going, bud? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. I feel like I need to match everyone's energy, and I'm like getting anxious over it. But we're we're moving. We're moving. Also, I called you Pud. I was going to go for Pal, and then I went for Bud, and then it became Pud. So there you go. Hey, it's malleable. It's like like putty. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take Pud. Fair. Also, I realised uh, I didn't I didn't give Cat uh, a WWE entrance. So hang on a minute. Um, Ladies and Kat, gentlemen, I take Cat. He's like, <laughs> it's kick, 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 Thank you, thank you for coming back to me. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. I feel I'd like, like I'm the longest that, one. I'm uh, very much appreciated that. Cat <laughs> is probably the Vince McMahon of everyone. Oh, Cat's the boss. For sure. a good thing. Yeah. Is that a good thing? Yeah, you're the boss. Oh, okay. Yeah, the boss. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah, that's how, that's how little we know about wrestling. <laughs> You'll also be very rich now because isn't he like the head honcho who makes all the money? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he always has. But um, he's selling it to the to, to Saudi Arabia, maybe, I think, is the country. No, like everyone else. Less. We're not a wrestling podcast. We're a video game podcast. Very really much. We don't need to know all the ins and outs. If you enjoyed um, Sean's uh, <clears throat> game of the week last week of AEW Fight Forever, that's about as much wrestling talk as you're going to get on this podcast, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, we, were, so... we were all nodding, listening, like, yep, we know exactly what you're talking about, uh-huh, uh, Sean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right there with you, man. Right there with you. Um, all right, then. Let's get into game of the week. I'm going to go from the top. What is your game of the week? Hello. Uh, my game of the week is <laughs> it's just going to be like this pod of like random sounds. Yeah. Um, uh, so my game of the week is a game called Dredge. Um, highly recommended by Joshua Thompson, Triple J. J, 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 J. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, if you don't know what a dredge is, uh, Google says it's an apparatus for bringing up objects or mud from a river or seabed by scooping or dragging. Um, but dredge the game is um, like a single player, like fishing adventure. Um, and it has kind of like a, I don't really know how to describe it, but it, it's kind of cozy, kind of not, kind of simulatory. Uh, but in like live time, it's kind of, yeah, it, it's a good time. So essentially you're like, you've kind of like washed up on this um kind of little lighthouse town and josh is probably like this fucking girl's killing the story here um but yeah you you kind of wash up on this lighthouse town and uh you need to do tasks for the town because you uh your kind of your boat got broken and all that jazz so 
I say, okay, well, if you go fishing um, and sell me with some fish, then um, you can, you know, uh, take a loan and we'll give you a boat and then you can go off in your merry way. And then you meet people along the way who's after certain relics because there's something spooky about the locations that you're in. You're not quite sure what it is, so you kind of do that. But what you end up doing is you end up kind of very relaxingly go fishing. Um, and the fish can go stale and they can go rotten and you can like sell them in like a very timely limit but there's a catch in the sense that like it's kind of got like a very sinister kind of undertone um in the sense that you are you get paranoid in the dark and then things start to attack your boat and you then have certain fish that you can get only in the dark as well so it's really important that you do go out in the dark but you can only spend a very limited time there um and as you like fish around the time goes on so like days will pass and days will pass and you might need to do certain tasks and you have to like travel from one island to another and you have to have different rods for different locations so there'll be like different fish in the coast and you'll have a certain rod for that and different fish in like the ocean and you'll have a different rod for that and you've got to upgrade your boat, sell fish to get the money, find parts and you need to dredge for parts as well. So that's dredge. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've really, really enjoyed it. I think I've like literally slammed about 16 hours in the last week. I've actually finished the game. I think I'm a, a couple of hours off, if that, on the Platinum and I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, if you want to know more, uh, Josh's review is on fingerguns.net. He's given it a very worthy 9 out of 10. Um, and, yeah, I completely agree with it. So that's that's my game of the week. It's, it's actually awesome. Dredge. 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 Yes, yeah, so for nothing but good things. Game slaps. Honestly. Oh, yeah, it's game, probably going to be like top three indie games of the year. If not 100%. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's just something about it where it's like you can't quite call it cozy, but it kind of is as well. Like there's a sense of like pressured cozy. <laughs> yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, I must check it out. It's on it's on the old Game Pass, isn't it? I see my cancelled Game Pass. Mm. I'll find it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. That'd be fine. I've got it on um I've got uh I was gonna say I've got the um physical version because I've got it for my birthday, but you'd have a digital no, PS5, wouldn't you? No, no, that'd be just like Oh, okay. Oh well. Okay, well, yeah. If it goes on sale, definitely give it a bash. Shall do. Shall do. Um, Mr. Mars Thompson, what on earth could be your game of the week this week? Oh gee, I wonder. It can't be anything major, can it, Roscoe? Nothing big. No, no, nothing big. You don't play the biggest anymore. No, no. You're all. I'm, no, no. I'm, I'm indie now, man. I don't need mainstream anymore. Do you? That's me. I'm too hip for the triple A's. They ain't got yeah. nothing on uh, the indie space. <laughs> uh, no, mine is Final Fantasy 16. To no oh! surprise whatsoever. It's uh, it's okay. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. There you go. There it is. The rundown. The official rundown. <laughs> no. Um. I really, really love this game. Um, when we played the demo, we obviously waxed lyrical about it. And I know Tom last week had already blitzed through a hell of a lot of the game impressively. Um, and he he's was very... He's he's beaten it now, did you say? Yep. Of course he has. 60 hours <laughs> beaten. Oh my God. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so for context, I'm 20 hours in and I think I'm at 60% completion um, of the game itself. And initially, the story can feel a bit like, and I think you mentioned this in the Slack today, of like, it just feels a bit emo, a bit like Cloud when he's in his really like depressed phase of Final Fantasy VII. 
Um, but then I will say the story and Clive do pick up um, quite a bit. And it's really interesting. I think there's been some criticism around like the world itself and how everybody hates the main character because they are quote unquote branded, which is basically they're a magic user and the world is very like discriminatory towards anyone who can use magic. Um, but I haven't seen that and the story does develop more beyond that. Um, so I'm enjoying the story for what it is. People have compared it to Game of Thrones and I feel like that's a very obvious comparison, but I think it's kind of misses the mark of what the game is actually trying to do. Um, and I feel like comparing it to Game of Thrones isn't really fair given how good the books are. Um, anyway, the combat system is fun and it's really enjoyable. Um, if you're gone into it expecting Devil May Cry, don't because although it is Devil May Cry, it's like imagine if DMC5 is like the monster energy drink of action hack and slash games this would be like a diet coke in comparison <laughs> in that it's not bad and it's very refreshing in its own way but you're not going to get anywhere near the sense of like kick or depth um so yeah i think if you go into it knowing that it's based more on like abilities rather than like crazy combos and all that kind of stuff um you'll have a really fun time with it it's very straightforward it's very accessible but it is very enjoyable um and graphically, there are some really gorgeous sections of the game as well. Um, I think it's really well crafted. It's really well made. And I like the sort of linearity of it, even though it's got these like open spaces. Um, it just has a lot that feels very well designed with some of that FF14 MMO slight um, kind of influence in it. Um, but yeah, I can see the criticisms and I understand them. I also don't care about any of them because I'm having such a good time playing this game. Um, and every time I play it, I just want to play more. And I've just done a boss battle, which might be one of my favorite boss battles I've played in recent memory of a game, just for the pure spectacle of it. And that's all I'm going to say about it because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, but yeah, there's some wonderful highlights in this game. So yeah, it's it's living up to the hype, man. I I didn't I sort of didn't expect it to. Then I played the demo, then my hype reached exceedingly ridiculous levels and now they're being met again this game continues to wow me i'm so happy i'm so happy it is yeah because it you, quite easily couldn't have after, yes uh, callisto and all the sadness that you felt um, yeah all these hyped games that you've been looking forward to yeah but, i had a um, bad couple of months callisto and atomic heart <laughs> 16 really uh lives up to the hype i think yeah it's um, been excellent i'm having a great time with it i'm having a great time um you're probably further than me now to be honest um, How are you finding the combat system? Just out of interest, I, f- I, I find it. Um, I find it very easy and accessible, as you said. Good. If I didn't, I wouldn't have played on. I think if it was any other way, I don't think I would have gotten this far. Yeah, because I think that's been an interesting. A, the story's been an interesting debate. Some people love it, and some people say it's trash. Um, but also the combat system, I think, is interesting because people who have played very in-depth hack and slash games are like oh it's really boring i'm like it's not boring it's just not made for that you're a very niche person and it's not made for you specifically um whereas i think for people coming into it who aren't massively into like hack and slash you know learning 600 billion combos um i think that kind of audience of people is having a much better time and a much more fun time with it yeah and it's very basic fundamental you know punch kick it's all in the mind kind of basic fighting it reminded yep. me a lot of arkham which um makes me happy yes i yeah. could quite easily play a whole game of arkham combat quite easily <laughs> yeah skip out all the batman stuff all the story just give me arkham combat and nothing else yeah man yeah just put me in a pit with just put me in a pit with a load of bad guys and uh yeah but clive is just oh, i don't know 
Um, he has he, he has picked he, he has picked up. I've got to a point in the game now where he's perked up a little. Yes, but he might as well be called Jared Way. I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> he does get better. He has grown on me the longer the game has gone on. I was I like, gone and like, you know, it's like it was so mopey, and I thought at any moment he was going to go. I need to kill chaos, <laughs> and I was like, I was just waiting for it. And um, fortunately, I got, I got to a segment, an incredible fucking segment, where he's out at the other side now, and he's a little happier. But uh, it's, yeah, it's great. It's great, yeah. but he does need to, he needs to cheer the hell up of it. Because this, yeah. this is my issue with Kratos. I'm like, dude, I've got nothing to go on here. Just, <laughs> just work with me a little. And that's why I ended up you know, not falling in love with God of War like everyone else. But so, I'm glad that Clive actually has a, a more human side. Um, and I, a happier side. I think they did learn lessons from uh, how Cloud is remembered for being raging, depressed emo. And I think they were like, okay, we're going to do it for a little bit, but then we're going to sort of, you know, work past that <laughs> and give him a bit yeah. more. Um, yeah. So, which I'm glad they've done because he has grown on me the more the game has gone on. We need to talk about it. We've got to do a spoiler special. I think we do. Line. I think that'll be a very big podcast. Very, very good one. Yeah. All right. Uh, Josh, your game of the week. My game of the week, uh, I'm going to call it, it's Soul Vars. Oh, um, it's, it is a kind of pixel art, turn-based deck building RPG that has a lot of inspirations from kind of like animes. Um, it came, it officially released on uh, a mobile on iOS and Android, I think last year or two years ago, um, but it's kind of made its kind of debut on pc and consoles and it's kind of had like a complete overhaul of the ui how it controls and a little bit of like a refresh on the on the graphics and stuff like that um uh it's you're kind of a, you're a person that's like works as a soul bearer and a soul bearer is essentially uh an exorcist type person who kind of these souls have come to earth or they've they've transported through these portals because data is now tangible through human essence and soul uh if that doesn't make sense to you it doesn't to me still that's why i'm kind of fumbling my words trying to get it out but essentially your soul people's souls are now data these uh i think they're called the dominators or something yeah uh, they are feeding off these souls that are data and they become corrupt and you've got to fend them off basically and close the gates. Um, it's very paint by numbers in terms of the story and the story itself, unless you read part of the glossary, which is still brief, um, it's just characters giving quippy one-liners, very edgy, very like, um, and I didn't love it because it really, I really didn't know what I was kind of doing when I was playing it. However, the actual playing and the gameplay, uh, which is light outside of the combat, because you kind of just going from screen to screen in a dungeon. Um, but the combat itself is something quite special. Uh, this is a guy, uh, a first-time developer on their own. Uh, their name's Gino Labo. Um, and what they've crafted is uh, essentially a really, really in-depth, in intuitive, and well-balanced for what, uh, you know, for a, a first-timer um, combat system in where it's turn-based. You, you have things called soul bits, which are essentially 
cards. Uh, these cards come in the form of like the items you equip. Um, so you're kind of balancing what items you have on you with, uh, so it kind of works out as like a deck on your, on the way you fight. Uh, these, these cards or soul bits that I've called them, they are like randomly placed on your kind of field to use in combat. Um, so, you know, you can think of like the sort of uh, other deck builders that you don't want to overbloat your card holding and you want to kind of keep it streamlined so you can pull off moves. Um, and in that, uh, you have different types of um, attacks. And if you mix up those attacks, uh, they perform even stronger attacks and so on and so forth. Um, and you train them up, you get better. Um, but yeah, considering it's kind of the only thing you do, um, it's actually quite an in-depth system that really caught me off guard. And I was like, God, the possibilities for this of like training it is endless. And I mean endless because the grind is insane on kind of like the your willingness to experiment will come with the time that you can be bothered to spend grinding up the the attacks and the special abilities that you get to be useful when you're carrying on in the game and going forward because there is a steep learning curve um, when it comes to some of the boss fights in the story. Um, so with that, like... Um, I've written up a review. It needs to be posted. Um, but essentially, I, I liked it. I didn't love it because there was a, there's one thing that I really enjoy, which is the combat. Um, the rest of it, really, I couldn't care less for. Um, I mean, the pixel art is nice. It, it's not very detailed, but it's very bright and colourful. Um, I've got to praise them for the kind of transition from mobile to console being as seamless as it is because I'm sure, I'm sure it wasn't easy. Um but yeah, it's it's an all right time. If you like something with a bit of depth in their combat and a lot of experimentation um, and you don't mind kind of grinding it out, um, you, you can tell this is a mobile game because the way I felt like I wanted to play it was in bite-sized chunks of like, I've got 15 minutes here to kind of fire a little bit and then turn it off and so on. It's not like a two-hour, like three-hour sort of um, at-once kind of game. Um, but yeah, it was all right. It was okay. All right. Solvars. I like that name. Good name. Yeah, it's an interesting name. Mm. So it catches, um, it's only capitals as well, isn't it? If I it right. is, yeah. That's the stylization. That's going to be fun in the review. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I've done it for the title. Um, in the text, it's just capital S, capital V. That's it. So it's not. Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I'm Good not job. just shouting it. Every five minutes. So much. You will play this game. God. <laughs> All right, then. Let's get into the quiz. I have again, my game of the week Final Fantasy. So I've, I've already said what I needed to say. Oh, it's really, really good. There you go. Um, right, then. Let's get into the quiz with Miles Thompson. Hello, once again, for another quiz. Hello. I'm excited. Again. Yeah, I have found actually on Zoom that there is a quiz. What? So I don't know. Maybe next week we can play around with that and see if we can make it happen. Wait, let me just. I'm just gonna. Is it on the? Do I have to just click the apps bit? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called though. Okay, that's fine. I will look at it afterwards. I'm excited. I'll see if I can integrate this into our weekly quizzing. Am I going to be the one that says it? I'm so glad Tom isn't here for this. 
Yay! <laughs> to be fair, that it was close awesome. last time. There's only one point in it. It was close, but my God, he was oh, to yeah, the he... punch every time. I know. It's actually just the speed with which he gets his hand up to be able to answer them. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, and half the time I get three words in and his hand's already up and I'm like, damn. <laughs> so, yeah. I enjoy you here, Tom. I don't enjoy you doing the quiz, though. You uh, you run <laughs> us through. <laughs> There's just never a chance of anyone else winning. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, luckily, we have another quiz. Tom isn't here to instantly win it, so there is a chance for everyone. Are we ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yep. Question number one. Which FPS series, developed by Danger Close Games and published by EA, was rebooted in 2010? Well, this is a great start. <laughs> FPS? Yes. Uh, I think that's Roscoe. Yes, that is Roscoe. Toggle. Um... <laughs> Medal of Honor? It is Medal of Honor. Well oh, done. Do you know why I know oh, that? That's... Go on. Lincoln Park. They made <laughs> yes. a video for that song. Yes, they did. Oh, it was Castle of Glass. Yeah, it was Castle of Glass. <laughs> oh, that's an excellent song. Do you know what? Sack the game. That's the right answer. We should do a Linkin Park podcast. We really, sh- we really should. We I feel really like should. we're big fans and we should actually yeah. get around to doing that one day. That'd be a really good idea. Yeah, one day. <laughs> uh, question number two. The Red Faction series takes place on what planet? Oh, Fogel. Mars. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you said Miles, and I was like, yes, that is me, but that's not the answer. Oh, God, you're so self-obsessed. I said Mars, dude. <laughs> I thought you were going to be very specific, and it was like Mars 2.3 or something. Yeah, it was going to say <laughs> yes, Mars the which, fifth. The which second colony on Mars? <laughs> I want the specific landscape upon which you travel it's and destroy. Actually on Snickers. <laughs> yeah, Mars isn't Mars when it's Snickers, it's actually Venus. Um Question number three. Which life simulation game features iconic Disney characters such as Mickey Mouse? Toggle. Uh, 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 Dreamlight Valley? It is Dreamlight Valley. Well done. <laughs> I was thinking, is that a life simulation game? Well, I suppose it is. Yeah, well, that's what it's classed as on the Steam page anyway, so that's where oh, I took okay. it from. So, you know, they went for that. Oh, I went for it. Uh, <laughs> that was actually kind of good. Thanks. <laughs> Question number four. In what year did the PlayStation 4 release? Oh, my God. Toggle. 2013? Yes. Damn. You're the new Tom oh, this my... week. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> God, I'm actually like that back. Tom, where are you? You need <laughs> yeah. to get him out of the Getting stage. back in here again. Yeah. <laughs> Toggle's about... coming in here destroying everything. Very quick story about the, tw- the, the 20th. I only know that because it is ingrained into my brain. I went to Asda with my friend Liam, uh, Liam Groves, who some of you might know. And um, there were, Asda had 25 PS5, PS4s that night. And when Liam and I got there, we were number 24 and 25 in the queue. Oh my Ooh. God. Yes. Yeah. Dream. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Oh, I love that. Uh, right, this one's really quite difficult, but I thought I'd throw it in here for banter. Uh, question number five. The original Crash Bandicoot 2 was initially banned in Japan due to one of its death animations featuring what? Mm. Oh, Josh. Or Clive A Josh. Oh, no, but I like your thinking. Any other guesses, Cat? Is it like a beheading? 
Do you know what? I will give that to you because that is. I was going to say good. guillotine. It Damn is it. decapitation. Oh, it's a guillotine. Oh. Yeah. And the reason being is that one of them can crush you, and when you get crushed, you're just a floating head with feet. And they said that that is a depiction <laughs> of decapitation, so they banned it. Wow. There you go. Fun little fact as well as a fun mm. quiz question. Well done, Kat. Thanks. Uh, question number six. What's the name of the protagonist in the Metroid games? Oh, Josh or Clive Joshfield. Samus. Do you have the full name? Fuck you. Oh, is the full name. <laughs> 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 I'm very sorry. Do you have you can have a go at the full name? No, I don't no. know it. Everyone just calls them Samus. No, I think I do. Yeah, uh, Torgal, you're next in line. Samus Aran. Yeah, Fuck you are off, correct. Bosco, <laughs> you've enough points, man. Get <laughs> you've already won. Oh. <laughs> yeah, think it's Dreamlight Valley. Do you like squeaky toys? Oh, Mickey Mouse. Fuck you. <laughs> I think we've broken Cat. I'm I think sorry, this are is we the playing... quiz that breaks Cat. <laughs> are we playing Crashy Rumble again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost. <laughs> We're almost there. It's hitting the level of vitriol. Uh, um, question number seven. Jacob and Evie Fry were protagonists in an Assassin's Creed game. Oh! Assassin's Creed Syndicate. You should have let me finish the question, my friend. I haven't <laughs> finished the question, and that is not the correct answer. Oh, no! Thorgal, you also have your hand up, which means you have to answer. Mm. London. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ! Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but listen, I feel ill, and I'm going to go now. So I'll see you later. <laughs> uh, I've actually experienced the same fate as Crash uh, due to the banning for, in Japan. Uh, so I'll see you later. Oh, whoa! Mm-hmm. Oh, wow! Um, yeah, uh, well done, Roscoe. You managed to get the answer, yeah. uh, which was uh, the Assassin's <laughs> well Creed game based in which city? And it was indeed London. So, congrats. Damn. Uh, question- congrats. <laughs> <laughs> What's the hawk? That's well, making me fuck. Oh, it's just, uh, it cracks me up. Uh, question number eight. This action adventure game released on the PS4 oh, has you painted a city to life still... as a young boy. Oh. Sorry, I just I don't know why we're still playing because Ross has won. Because <laughs> it's fun, okay? We're all having fun. We're having a great time together. Sorry, you know that family guy because it's fun. We're having fun. And he throws the golf club. If anyone asks, we're having a great time together, okay? <laughs> Roscoe's what loving this. Question? He's probably Sorry. laughing up right now. Uh, this action adventure game released on the PlayStation 4 has you painting a city to life as a young boy. What is the game? He's oh my god, Torgal. Torgal! <laughs> no, I've got myself as first. I don't. On my screen, it's I showing Torgal first. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Torgal. Uh, concrete Genie. It is Concrete Genie. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, that studio. Yeah, tell me about God. it, man. That's gutting. This might be one of the like strongest steamrolls of a quiz I think we've had. Um, cool. Well done, Roscoe. Uh, question number nine. In the Max Payne series, what item acts as Max's healing items? 
I mean, Kat, am I going to accept your uh, aubergine emoji as a... <laughs> no, no, don't. I don't know the fucking answer. Um, I was looking for the middle finger emoji, but it's not that. Clive Joshfield. <laughs> it's painkillers, right? It is painkillers. Well done, mate. Well Do you want done. the brand? Because there isn't a brand. I don't have one for you. I want the specific terms and conditions that are on the back of the bottle. <laughs> and uh, what company produces them. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. just a bit of paracetamol. Neil's got it wins now. And question number 10, which American video game company was voted as the worst company in America for two consecutive years? Fuck off, Toggle. Go on. All right, no, 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 no. You're going to be like that. Jesus Christ. Do it. Clean sweep it. Come on. EA. It was EA. Well done. Hot damn. Well, this was a very close, closely fought contest, guys. It's uh, amazing that I don't need a few tiebreakers to... You sure? I got one in there. You did get one. Both you and Kat got one point each. (laughs) And uh, every other point went to Torgal over there. The finest hound. Fuck, what is a Torgal? Torgal is uh... the dog from Final Fantasy, and it is the cutest thing in existence. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Well, seeing as my name's Clive Joshfield... Seeing as my name's Clive Joshfield on the Zoom, I'm just going to say, I'll kill you! (laughs) For that quiz. Phenomenal. This has been this has been wondrous. Um, everyone want to carry on with the rest of the podcast, or are we uh, <laughs> going to be bitter about it? <laughs> hey, you've had your bitter moments from quizzes. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's mutual. I'm going to be bitter again. about it. This but is I'm, the I'm anger. Happy to carry on. <laughs> <laughs> She'll bitterly carry on. Yeah. Like, so I'll be like, uh, I'll be like, um, I'll be like, oh, Kat, what, what do you think of this story? Like, Fuck off. Yeah, I'll just be like, Greg, I'll be like, I don't care. No. <laughs> don't read I don't it. No. I've never read it. <laughs> I don't have an opinion because I've never played it. <laughs> but at least Greg wins quizzes. I don't. So actually, that's not true. I do I have one of few quizzes, but uh, I you will still be few. better. Yes, I have one of you. Yeah. So how many? Uh, how many eight. did I get? How many did I get right there? Uh, you had a total of eight out of ten points. Eight out of ten. So well Nine. done, sir. Uh, no, because you and Cat both had a point each. Oh, what did Cat get? The uh, guillotine one. Yes. Oh yeah. The uh, Crash Bandicoot one. Oh, oh yeah, you can't get. Sorry, I'm so so, so oh, sorry. Would you with a point on the quiz? <laughs> <laughs> Would you guys like with... a tiebreaker to separate second and third? No, I'm just uh-huh. happy with joint second. We'll t- I'll take I'll that. Like right. Yeah, I'll... second is good for me. I'll take it. Yeah, there you go. Silver linings. Yep. Some people would argue that we're technically joint third, but I'll take first the worst, second. second the best. Third, the one with a hairy chest. There you go. Anywho. <laughs> I love the quiz. I'm so yeah. Right. Well, moving on to news then. And, well, should we talk about Crash Bandicoot? Will that be all right? Go on then. Go on then. A week after launch, Bright Team Rumble is struggling on Twitch. The multiplayer spin-off has double-figure viewership, suggesting a lack of interest. Oh dear. This is from the mighty Chris Scullion over at VGC. Grass Team Rumble appears to be struggling to attract attention on streaming platform Twitch a week after its launch. The game, which released on June 20th, is a multiplayer spin-off of the Crash Bandicoot series, 
in which two teams of four players compete to get the most Wumpa fruit. However, as noted by Video Gamer, the website, not just a person, the total number of Twitch users watching Crash Team Rumble stream at any time is so low that it often sinks to double figures at the time of writing. It was 4T, as in 4-0. Stats provided by Twitch trackers suggested the game was at an average of 316 viewers over the past seven days, but this is likely to drop in a couple of days because it takes into account the two-hour period on June 24th where the viewer count rocketed to a peak 12,174, presumably because a high-profile streamer decided to play it. Since then, the game's viewer count has rarely climbed above triple figures and frequently drops to double figures. Twitch tracker says the game is currently the 377th most-watched game on Twitch, based on average viewers in the last seven days. Now, I don't I'm going to try and stay positive about this, because I think, personally, there's been a real lack of marketing and awareness for this game, and I think this has played into it pretty hard. But, um, Kat, we've all played it, we've all enjoyed it. Um, what do you think is uh, what do you think is going on? Um, so I kind of queried this in my review, and I think me and Josh had a little word about this when we were in a party one time. And I think every live service game needs to do something that Fortnite isn't. In, in, in honesty, I think, think whether they like it or not, whether it's supposed to be intended for it, you are going up against the greats like Fortnite um, because the market becomes oversaturated with live service games. You need to be doing something unique. And unfortunately, it seems like being a Crash Bandicoot game is not unique enough. Um, I think maybe the, the difficulty is, is it could be a mixture of the fact that is it an interesting game to watch if you're not playing? And also maybe the, the lack of game modes might be something. I mean, Twitch is a difficult one because it's it's not suggesting it's not doing well. It's just suggesting that people don't want to stream it or don't want to play it on stream for their audiences. So it's it's what that particular side is telling you. But I do agree with you. I don't think it was marketed massively. Um, I don't think it was highly advertised. I think the beta was... Um, great but i think that it should have maybe pushed a little bit more i think maybe it should have been an open beta maybe not a closed one um and i think just to kind of get that kind of traction um i don't i suspect this will be on ps plus before we know it it's going to need to keep a player base as well um and i said that in the review of like this game very quickly I like a new experiences too ross like you you were one game in and you're like level 60 players up against you and and that's just ridiculous how are you going to keep a fresh player base but also who's going to want to watch that who's going to want to watch someone being absolutely tanked you know if you're checking out a new game and you're exploring it with your user base with your audience and then you're getting absolutely tanked because the matchmaking is completely fucked you know, who's going to want to, A, show that for themselves and embarrass themselves on Twitch like that? And B, you know, it'd be great once you are, like, a really high level, but also, like, I don't know, is is it engaging enough to be a spectator sport, I guess? Is it? Is it? Is yeah, it? I, I mean, I don't know. Um, I haven't found myself watching it away from playing it. No. Um, because playing it is a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I need to test the waters, I guess, to see if watching yeah. is is as entertaining because, of course, yeah, it, because it isn't. I just... Just being in the middle of it is always a lot more fun. But 
Absolutely. But I think the game is so short and, you know, it, it's not got, you know, unless you're telling your audience what your kind of game plan is as a team, I think it's more difficult to watch team-like games. Like, Fall Guys, very funny to watch someone do. I actually have spent many a times on TikTok watching someone on TikTok Live on stream playing Fall Guys. I don't know why. It just it entertains the fuck out of me. Um, Fortnite is all right to watch if you're watching somebody play. I don't know. There's something about Crash Team Racing that uh, Crash Team Racing, Crash Team Rumble that just feels a bit not necessarily shallow because that's not the right word, but it just feels a bit. <sighs> What's the word, Ross? I'm looking for. It doesn't feel like it, it has enough juice in it. Not enough wumper fruit for me to watch. Sure. Kind of like watching Rocket League. Like, does anybody watch Rocket League? I don't know yeah. if that would be fun to watch. I watch well, more people watch Rocket, watch Rocket League. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's quite a like skill ceiling for it. Yeah, it's um, like the actual, if you watch proper, like, pro Rocket League stuff, it is Oh, okay, I guess so. Like and also there's yeah. more of a team side either end, isn't there? But I guess, yeah. like, it's like a smaller version of it, isn't it? And it's like, would that be entertaining if there were still two cars per Rocket League team? Probably not. Um. Yeah, so that's that's I guess that's my take on it. But I did query the longevity. I do think there needs to be more game modes, even just for the game to, um, you know, last on a live server. Um, I think maybe they thought that it would be unique enough being Crash Bandicoot as a family, as a series, as a franchise. Um, but it looks like that's not going to cut it. Indeed, indeed, it does need some new, uh, some new features. Um, Josh, what do you reckon to this news? Um, I don't find it surprising. Um, I also, I'm not worried about the game's kind of uh, popularity or state with it being such a, having such a low Twitch viewership. Um, Just because Twitch has like a very different audience to what I think the game brings in. Um, If you're playing the game yourself, the the server's alive and kicking. Like you're not going to struggle to find a game. Uh, so there, you know, there's people there playing it, and that's more fun than watching it. Um, I don't think it's a watchable game. Uh, the games, if you're if you're really good, they can be short for your side. You'll get an easy win. On the inverse, if you're getting smashed, you're getting smashed, and then you're losing quick. Um, and uh, something I realised once I was playing on my own, and we weren't kind of talking in between matches, um, is that the fucking loading times are ridiculous. Um, just getting through into the game and then going in between games, let alone the wait time for picking your character, which nobody readied up, readies up for, so you're there for another 50 seconds. Um, that just doesn't make for good content on Twitch, regardless. Like, everyone has, like, they have no attention span on Twitch. Like, you've got to be in it, you've got to be doing it, and then you've got to be on to the next one when it's done. Fortnite does that really well. Rocket League does that really well. Um, on the, If that's not the case in quick loading times, you've got games that last for, like, half an hour if you're, like, a Dota or a League of Legends or something like that. Um, so there just isn't a place for it. Um, but like I said earlier, uh, that... It's not necessarily what it needs. Um, as long as people are playing it, it's fine. Um, but yeah, um, I am wondering if they're going to continue supporting it because I'm already a little bit bored of seeing the same matches. And I'm also 
a bit like like the one game mode is fine um but it is getting old same old same old um i'm literally one trophy from the platinum uh and it's all just basically maxing out a character's rank um and that's a lot of hours and i just can't be bothered with it so you know um yeah uh, and when you said about marketing um i actually saw it on creator clash 2 uh which was a pay-per-view event for boxing a youtuber and twitch streaming boxing and they had like a whole 20 minute segment that was all an ad for crash team rumble and i was like what the fuck was that um and then i never saw anything else for it until kind of the close beta and then the game released not long after um but yeah i think i reckon young kids and families are playing it and that's that's all it needs yeah yeah i agree i agree it's twitch is so important to, to publishers these days um yeah it's just it, it is a worry that they may be focusing their understanding of the popularity of the game via that instead of just hands-on millions of people yeah. around the world are playing it that is not streaming it um i guess um which isn't a bad thing at all really um miles thompson i want to finish this one off how important is it to really have a presence on twitch for a game like this do you think um it kind of depends i feel like for this game i don't really feel like activision nor was it toys for bob who developed it i think it is isn't it yes yeah I feel like with the price point that they've released this at, how little marketing they've done for it and how little they showed the game off in advance, I feel like this has just been like a placeholder, like just to generate a little bit of funds to basically give back to Toys for Bob to say, all right, we need to fill out our portfolio for a little bit of time in the middle of this year. Weirdly around the launch of Diablo 4, which is strange. Um, And give you a little bit of funds to take forward to work on your next project. I don't really feel like this was a game that was designed to last all that long, even though they've called it a live service and that they'll support it and all the rest. Um, and they did it with Crash Team Racing <laughs> to a lesser degree where, you know, they've put microtransactions or a battle pass or whatever into it. And it's just a way to make a little bit of money for themselves. The content was the problem. I feel like with Twitch, it seems on paper like it should be a good Twitch game. But when you actually play it, I found very quickly I wouldn't be particularly interested in watching other people play it because, like Josh alluded to, skill ceilings are really important when you're watching someone else play a video game. And if somebody's playing a game to the same skill level that you can play it to, that's not really that enjoyable. It's games like Rocket League and, you know, we laugh about it, but Dead by Daylight's a really good example. I love watching other people play Dead by Daylight because they're better than me at it and I love watching how they play it. Um, whereas Crash Team Rumble, when I played it, I was like, this is fun and I have a good time playing it for a bit of time, but I can't see where I get that much better or where the fun is in terms of if I keep playing for another dozen to three dozen hours. Um, and I think that's why the Twitch audience just isn't that interested because there's not enough to the game to make it worth investing time to watch someone else play it. Um, but at the same time, we don't know what the sales figures are. If the game sold and made more money than it cost to make, it's done its job. It's fulfilled its purpose. And then if it builds on any kind of microtransactions or battle passes on top of that, then Activision have got some revenue coming in. And hopefully that will go to Toys for Bob to make a new Spyro or a new Crash game that we 
will get a fully fledged, you know, entry in the series. Um, and I think that's exactly what this game is for. I don't really think it's built for Twitch. I don't think it's built for a really long time. It's here for a very short and sweet good time. Um, and then hopefully we're just going to get a proper fully fledged release in the future um, for the franchises that we know and love. And so Kat can finally get a Spyro 4. Hey. That's my optimistic view of it, of course. Like you I know, love the it. other, I love it. The, the other view of it is that it's just tanked and no one's playing it, so no one's watching it on Twitch. But I genuinely don't think that is the case. I think it's sold enough to have passed by. I don't think it's set the world alight, but at twenty five quid, I don't think it was ever intended to. No, no, uh, I think you're right. I think it is a uh, it is a funds generator for maybe the next Spyro or the next Crash. I think um, you're on the money there. The release window was weird, though. You know, sandwiched between Diablo 4 and Final Fantasy 16. It's like, why? I just, <laughs> why would you do that to your game? You just got no chance. I know there's like so many good games coming out this year anyway, but damn, go yeah, up against you, the Exo Primal. And you could argue guess... it was sent out to die, but it's it's a very different audience, isn't it? It yeah, is. The Venn diagram is a, is a little bit skewer for that one. Like, I think Crash is like on its own stratosphere when it comes to. Um... The audience for the games i would agree yeah. i just feel like it gets like even if you're a game that's not in the same audience you just get drowned out by the noise like even people who don't yeah. know final fantasy or diablo mm-hmm. have all been yeah. talking and knowing about it and i mean yeah we're the weird ones we're the ones that play everything yes so, you know, <laughs> true we're the anomalies to us but you know we're the ones that play diablo and put it down and play an hour of crashing rumble and then fortnite and, do it, and then dead by daylight and then final fantasy you know yes yep. <laughs> we have no market. We we are not a demographic. We are just video game players, I guess. Enthusiasts, indeed, video game enthusiasts. Um, but yeah, I hope uh, Crashing Rumble keeps sailing on. And I, I'd like to see it. You know, I'd like, I want to see some new modes. I want to see some new features um, because it is fun. It generally is fun, and so I hope it yeah. uh, lives at least longer than a lot of these um, freaking games tend to. Um, so. Fingers crossed it will keep on sailing. Talking of sailing, segue, ladies and gentlemen. Assassin's Creed Black Flag is, a, is reportedly getting a remake. This is from Andy Robertson over at VGC. Ubisoft has started development on a remake of the popular Assassin's Creed entry, Black Flag. That's according to Kotaku sources, who claim that a remake of the 2013 cross-gen PS3 and Xbox 360 game is currently in its earliest stages and will not be complete for at least a few years. A team at Ubisoft Singapore one of the studios that worked on a black flag, specifically its boating gameplay, will reportedly be heavily involved in helping to modernize the game. Publisher Ubisoft is currently doubling down on its biggest franchise. This year's Assassin's Creed Mirage is one of six upcoming Assassin's Creed games discussed during a Ubisoft product showcase last year, with another five on top the following year. Yes, um, this is interesting, because I've got the full list of every Assassin's Creed game that's currently in development. So... We have Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is the uh, single-player game coming out this year. Assassin's Creed Nexus, which is the VR1 in production. We've got Codename Jade, which is the mobile game. Codename Red, which is the next big single-player game. Codename Hex, which is the single-player coming out the year after. Codename Invictus, which is the multiplayer game. Codename Nebula, the single-player concept prototype, which is unknown on release dates. Codename Raid, the multiplayer concept, the Echoes multiplayer concept. Nexus 2, <laughs> and now the Black Flag remake. Um, so, Miles, is that enough Assassin's Creed for you? Jesus Christ. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know we used to joke that Ubisoft only had their franchises, but now it seems like they've only got their one franchise at this stage. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, it's a lot of Assassin's Creed. I mean, obviously, I think me and you are really hyped for Mirage, aren't we? Um, oh, and it feels, 
And that's like, that was a real palate cleanser for me after being burned on Odyssey and kind of going off the series a bit. It's nice to be excited for one again. Um, Black Flag Remake is an interesting choice. I know it is beloved, but it just seems like I know I've joked that Mirage almost feels like a bit of a, a remake of Assassin's Creed 1. And in some ways it kind of is. But going full remake on 4 just seems like an odd place to start like we've talked about the metal gear solid 3 remake and that makes sense because canonically it is the first in the series um and it's also in many ways one of the most stripped back and easy to follow stories as much as they can be um black flag is kind of in the middle of well it is in the middle of the series it's in the middle of the timeline it's got um implications for other games within it and i feel like they're just doing this as we've kind of alluded to in the stack of Skull and Bones isn't coming out, so I feel like they're just shifting everything from that into this remake um, yeah, and deciding to just call it a day. Argued that Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed remake of Black Flag will outsell Ubisoft's Skull and Bones. Oh, easy. By a easy. amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not even going to be a contender. Um, so a part of me is a little bit torn on this because I kind of question the choice of 4 being the first to be remade. I know for Ubisoft it probably makes sense because it'll be the moneymaker kind of pitch. Although I'd argue that Assassin's Creed 2 is still the most fondly remembered of all of them. Um, but I do like the cast. I feel like Edward Kenway was a really fun character to follow. The fact that you're a bit of a pirate and not just a, you know, goody two-shoes assassin. I say goody two-shoes like they don't kill people as part of their job. Um, but yeah, and it also didn't focus as much on the modern day stuff. So I wonder if there's a reason that they've like avoided the first three to kind of steer clear of all the modern like shenanigans that were going on in that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm a bit torn because a part of me is like, do I want to go back? <laughs> and a part of me is also what, how much is this remake going to change? Like, are they going to mess around with the story or are they going to leave that perfectly intact? Are they going to revamp the kind of ship combat, which we all remember very fondly and have a lot of nostalgia about where if you change it, what if we're all are like, actually, the system that you've made sucks? Or what if they don't change it? And then we're like, oh, this system actually sucked back then. We just didn't know any better. I feel like it is a little bit of a gamble because it's one that could go wrong, regardless of which way they approach it. Um, but another part of me is like, I love Backflag and I remember playing it very fondly and I have a lot of nostalgia for it. And if they get it right, it could be a very awesome, really fun game with, you know, this massive, seamless open world where you're a pirate and you get to board ships and crash on land anywhere you want instead of just at ports or you know if they really revamp some of those mechanics and make it proper open world assassin's creed 4 part of me is like damn that could that could bring me back in man that could you know pull me in yeah. so what's yeah, really difficult hilarious is skull and bones is now taking this long to come out black flag has come out and now we're talking about a remake <laughs> And in that time, Skull and Bones is still not out. Oh, when was Skull and Bones announced? Like 2016? It was, I'll I, say it. I'll say it. Skull and Bones is Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Was <laughs> that the intention over. all along? <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to completely divert it, cut it, and just be like, actually, you know what? This is going to be Black Flag. No, <laughs> I don't think that. But, you know, it would be funny to think if it was that. Someone will cry that actually was working on Skull and Bones and loved it. And it's like, 
oh no, it's actually just going to get battered by the Assassin's Creed game that it's based on. <laughs> so amazing. Do you remember stuff. that game that we uh, built you from? Well, now we're just going to do that game again instead, <laughs> and we're scrapping you. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> for what them. a lovely, what a lovely industry. Um, Kat, did you play Black Flag? Um, like an hour of it, and okay. not not through. I don't love this. It was more. I played it in a lull of games. I played like an hour and a half. I think I got through the tutorial, um, and then. But I played at a time where it was like really. I only played it like two years ago, a year ago, maybe yeah, probably two years ago. It's before I moved in with Miles, and so by that point, it was very dated. <laughs> it looked very like. Oh, ouch! I can tell this is a an older game. Um. To be fair, I... you were also playing the incredible Sleeping Dogs. Also, I was. I, I was. Way. I was actually playing Sleeping Dogs at the time as well. So, I think that ended up taking a lot of my time. And then you know, like when you start a game, but you're not really too far in it to remember what you're doing, and you've got that choice to do: I just restart the game, or do I just try and figure it out and die loads? I got to like that mm. point, and I was just a bit like, oh, so I kind of deleted it, um, which is a big fat shame. Um, yeah, I don't even think I have a trophy on it, or if I do, I'm like one percent of the trophies. Uh, because I literally am in like tutorial land, like I'm, I don't know, I'm probably like an hour and a half in, two hours. Um, so I would jump back in just simply because it is rated everyone's favorite Assassin's Creed, and I've not really played the ACs apart from two, um, a really, really long time ago, or number one on the Xbox 360. So yeah, I probably would jump back in if it was remade and play it properly and give it, you know, the attention it deserves okay cool i think it's black flag because it was gorgeous at the time it was a mm. it was a it was a cross-gen ps4 launch game and <coughs> i i remember playing it on my ps4 thinking wow this is so pretty and i think it's because of that because assassin's creed 3 wasn't well received if i remember rightly um, everything else is the Ezio collection, which is available anyway. Um, so do you I think... think also it was popular because pirates? Like, oh, yeah. there was, there's rarely like a lot of games out there that really do delve into like the pirate life. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I definitely think that was that was a part of it for sure. Um, it was it was people that wanted a more realistic simulation other than kind of like Sea of Thieves, I guess. Um, and so people people keep playing Black Flag, even even now. You know, it's um it, it's it's a hugely popular iteration of Assassin's Creed and so I think it makes sense for it to be this one and I think they're going to go one, two, three, four, and do the whole lot um, I'd like a remake of the Ezio games that would be really cool but that doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon but you know they've got they're very busy with apparently a million Assassin's Creed games anyway so if you're a fan of Assassin's Creed I think you're going to be alright for the next uh, for the next few years anyway um, Josh you happy to hear about Black Flag? Josh um, I think uh, I've I've got a little bit of fatigue with Assassin's Creed, um, the open world stuff especially. Uh, Black Flag was kind of the first introduction of it, and then it completely expanded into an RPG, basically with Origins and then Odyssey, and then. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm glad you guys are hyped for Mirage. I'm more of a I'll see how it turns out. Um, and then maybe grab it when I, if I've got a spare. <laughs> I say if I've got a spare time to play it, 
Um, I, I undoubtedly won't, considering the shoulders that Mirage is next uh, brushing with with uh, Alan Wake too, and um, another game that I can't remember. But you know, I mean, there's Spider-Man Two in October. This is October as well, isn't it? September. I don't know. There's so many games. So many games coming out. Uh, Mirage isn't on top of my list. Um, it's out the... um, three days before Spider-Man 2. Well, there you go then. Well, Spider-Man's taking my spot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Assassins. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I want them to be able to make something outside of Assassin's Creed because they used to. And, you know, they were, they were a revered uh, developer and publisher and you know, uh, Skull and Bones was originally uh, multiplayer. Now it's single player. Um, it's really had a hard time, and I'm not sure what that hard time is. Um, maybe it's just finding the fun, um, but it really doesn't sound too different to what Black Flag was, except it had the Assassin's Creed kind of um, tropes and maison scene and stuff like that. Like you know. You are a hooded assassin, but you're on a pirate ship. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this Black Flag sounds like it's a way, ways out. Um, maybe the gap between Skull and Bones and Black Flag is a bit like there is, you know, there's not going to be crossover there. So it will actually fight, feel fresh. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I'm just, I'm excited for, I think it's Jade. Um whenever that comes out. Uh, but yeah, I think they're clutching at straws at the moment um, because I think they're just trying to show off the one thing that they've got that people like and it's going to get old very quickly if they carry on this way. Um, I think one of them was cancelled. Um, I don't think it's any of the ones that you listed, but one of them was definitely cancelled. Um, so yeah, Hard to say. Wow. Um, I'm surprised it was only one that was cancelled, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. I think because it's, it's such an extensive list, um, it's putting all your chips on it on black and it might go red. Um, yeah. So it's a gamble for sure. And Black Flag, I think, is obviously the one that stood out the most because it was the most different from everything before kind of the RPG stuff came in. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, I mean, hopefully it might take some cues from Skull and Bones in terms of like a modernization, because I'm getting a little bit bored of playing old games, but within new coat of paint, I like them when they kind of change it up a little bit and do something different. But what that different is, I mean, if I if I knew, then I would be making the game myself. But <laughs> um, yeah, fingers crossed for them. But yeah. Yeah. Um, again, it could be being used much like Crash Team Rumble as a way to fund all of these Assassin's Creed games that they're making. Exactly. Feeding member berries for a bit of money to keep keep uh, afloat. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Of course, it could be thrown in like Far Cry started doing, it, didn't they? Like Far Cry Six, I think it was in Five. If you got the season pass, you got like an updated version of Far Cry yes. Three Blood Dragon and Far yes. Cry Three and all that. So maybe it'll get thrown into a season pass for one of these other games. Yeah, and um, I know Far Cry have done their kind of whole DLC where you can play as the villains and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, 
it's bleed they're yeah. bleeding series is dry basically mm, that was disappointing actually those three um villain levels yeah i remember getting announced and mars and i were like holy shit you can play as fast that's awesome but uh yeah it kind of lost itself wasn't the moment they said it was like a roguelike survival experience i was like oh no (laughs) yeah it got it got it was way too long and it was just like i'm not enjoying this anymore so yeah it's a shame but yeah we'll see what ubisoft do you know what ubisoft you know is what the hell they're gonna do next um but we've got avatars to look forward to josh come on you know it. You know you want it. You know you want to explore Pandora with a big gun. Do you know what? Oh, I don't know if I want to out myself <laughs> saying this. Oh no, do I say it? Oh, yeah, oh, fuck it. Say it. Say it's it. It's not like it's not like we've got listeners all over the world. Um I started <laughs> watching Avatar 2 <laughs> and I noticed one of them had a nipple. And then I just carried on trying to look for nipples on the Navi and I couldn't find any. And I was just like, that's really weird. And then, I don't know, something about the immersion and stuff like that. I was just like, yeah, this is a bit weird. They're all kind of like proper naked. And I just wasn't into it. So then <laughs> I turned it off. Um, and Joe, you know I think an Avatar game would be cool, but they've somehow um, made it so they've got guns and it's the first person shooter like every other game that they've made. Um, yeah, we had this conversation when it was re- when it was revealed. We were like, "They, what's the story? The Navi were brought up by the soldiers uh, to fight against yes. the Navi, but then they escaped, yes. and, and that's rolling. how yeah. that's how they know how to use all the weapons." Yeah, but it's like I don't want to use the weapons. I want to, you know, I want to be like a native, and I want to fight how they fight. Um, and you know, I don't know. There's something so rich about actually being a part of that family as opposed yeah. to being an outsider of it that even someone that you know watched five minutes because of nipples understands that there's like <laughs> a deep rich you know connection between them all why are we playing as the ones that are ripped apart from them and kind of now being a surrogate i guess like sully but i don't you know it's it's strange um of all yeah. the complaints i've heard about the way of order i haven't heard that one before that's a new one <laughs> That's only one. It just stood out to me. It, um, it was when they were in the tube, and I think she was uh, giving birth to Sigourney Weaver's avatar, maybe. I don't know. I, I really didn't get that far. But I started trying to look at Sully's nips, and I was like, I can't see them. And they're not uh, there. Um, so I was just a bit like, yeah. And then the idea of Sully having babies, but not being a Na'vi, but being human, but representing a Na'vi, and... I, yeah, I maybe I just got really existential with it and was a bit like, uh, never mind. <laughs> God, well, let's let's, I, let's let's look forward to this. Will be my last podcast. <laughs> I was just not expecting that to be <laughs> the point that came out. <laughs> there you go. I bring up Avatar and suddenly out of nowhere, Josh is on his final podcast getting cancelled. Bye. The little camera knights that are going to attack him on Twitter now. Oh dear. Hopefully they won't. We shall see. Um, finally, um, Day Dalek is in the all internal development after disastrous Lord of the Rings Golem release. This is uh, the story that the Golem developers have just gone, well, fuck it. We can't do it. Let's not do it anymore. 
And this is, of course, Andy Robinson over at VGC. German publisher Daedalica Entertainment have decided to end all internal development after the troubled launch of Lord of the Rings Gollum. All internal projects, including development on another Lord of the Rings title, will be stopped and the company will focus on publishing, licensing sales and marketing going forward. The publisher described in a statement the decision as a difficult turning point, but also a new beginning in the long history of Daedalic Entertainment. Daedalic have confirmed that at least 25 employees are affected. We value each member of our team and it is important to us that the transition goes as smoothly as possible. Therefore, we will support our former employees in finding new opportunities within our network. So, um, Josh, is this a bit of a uh, overreaction, or uh, I don't they... think so at all? Um, not an overreaction on their behalf. I think it's an overreaction on our behalf that is then uh, dominoed onto their kind of reaction to that. And I feel bad for them. Um, they really caught a big. They didn't. They really couldn't catch a break with the game. Um, and that's not to say I'm going to forgive the game's quality. Um, because it's it was a bad game, like full stop, bad game, probably the worst game of the year. Um, but that's not any fault to the developers necessarily, but the time and funding that they had for it that just wasn't made for them. Um, yeah. They're a developer that have made so many small little indie games that you probably, like once you've seen it, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, of course they made that game. Um, and you know they're such small budget games and but they're so revered on their kind of like storytelling and um stuff like that that it's just a shame that they've kind of folded their arms and been like look well we can't do it anymore that's really deflating for a company that kind of have been doing it for you know like 15 years or so at this point um to then just turn around and be like oh, actually no we can't um which is a shame because i feel like had they not got the license and made the game that they did and maybe kind of done it in a way that they do operate, um, it would have been better received. But they, I think they were just shooting for the stars in terms of an audience because they thought, we've got a big get, let's make the biggest game we can. And they just weren't successful in that. Um, but I don't think it, I don't think it should have deserved them kind of wrapping up development, but it probably cost them so much that they just felt like oh, we can't. But, uh, but that's ne never say never. They might come back and go back to their roots and be the kind of cool little indie developer that kind of people knew they were for a very long time. Yeah, you can only hope so, can't you? Um, yeah. It would appear they're letting go of their development team, which is a shame. Um, yeah. But yeah, down down the line, you never know. They could they could return to development. That would be uh, that that would be uh, really cool. Um, Kat, yeah. what do you make of this? Is it sad, happy times. Yeah, yeah, so happy, love it. <laughs> celebrate, <laughs> Thank celebrate, celebrate. Jesus Christ! Woo! Um, uh, it's just it is a shame. I I agree with Josh actually. I think it's cancel culture just sucks, isn't it? Because this is the result of it. And whilst you know it wasn't the greatest game when they released it bearing on the map fact that this this was like shown when Elden Ring was shown um for the first time like this was shown years ago it was one of those things where um <laughs> Josh not there's not enough nipples in Gollum <laughs> um and so there was a lot of hype surrounding this and I think that is 
that's always the downfall, isn't it? To very good marketing is that if you have quite good marketing for a very beloved franchise with a lot of money behind it, um, a very popular franchise, a very old franchise, if your game absolutely blows, you're going to fall harder. And I, unfortunately, the internet is not a kind place for mistakes and things that go wrong, especially in the gaming community. There's, people are fucking savage. Um, so I do, I agree with Josh. I think it's a shame because there are many bad games out there, but there are developers still creating them. And I feel like these guys, I just imagine just such sadness when they're just being like, oh, do you know what, guys? Just leave it. Forget it. We'll we'll finish up and then we'll take off our little hats and caps and, you know, taking their coats and hanging them up and leaving a building. Like, that's the image I see <laughs> of, like, hanging their heads. And I'm like, oh, that just sucks, you know, because oh, like, oh. there's one guy right at the end that, like, slowly turns around. Looks into the studio, yeah. turns the lights Looks off, and behind. walks away. Yeah, <laughs> this is how I feel when I'm reading this statement. I'm like, oh my god, what have we done? People are monsters. Um, yeah, there are people who have made much worse games that are still making games today. Um, I, I feel more could have been done. Maybe could could have this been saved in some sense? You know, Cyberpunk was fucking saved. Let's remember that, like, Cyberpunk was such a shit show. You don't see Project CD Red being like, oh, fuck it, we'll just uh, hang our hats up. Um, <laughs> Street Red, um, Yeah, so it's a shame. I feel sad for them. I feel like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's just, oh, that just sucks. Um, but I guess it's it's one of those things as well of, like, this is a very beloved series. You needed to have got it right. If it was just a game where, you know, it wasn't attached to such a humongous franchise, then it might have felt less hard fallen. Um, but yeah, it's just such yikes, isn't it? It's just oh, oh yeah, I feel yeah. sad for it. Yeah. Yikes. I don't know why I said Fuck. are you sad or happy? Because of course you're sad about it. That's just um from the snippet that i saw i did see somebody play on the stream actually and they didn't have any problems with it for the 15 minutes i watched and it actually looked all right and i was like that doesn't look like the game that everyone's talking about but you know everybody's experience is different isn't it and and more often than not people had a lot of issues with it um yeah. uh it's just such a shame um and yeah, it was marketed for such a long time. This is the opposite of Crash, isn't it? It's the example where a game is very well marketed, is very well advertised, it has a lot of trailers, it has a lot. Of... And the thing is, naturally, it's going to do better anyway because of the franchise it's attached to. And I think that this is where almost like, and I don't want to like cross over into getting people who do like TV series pods mad at us, but I think sometimes people fall into this trap like Netflix fall into this trap or Amazon fall into this trap with really beloved series like The Walking Dead has like three spin-offs and naturally it's going to do that little bit better at first because it's part of the same world but that doesn't mean that it automatically means that you can be lazy or you can not get your facts or whatever right straight on because people are going to be on that like a hawk and actually sometimes those series are better off as complete standalone series not attached to the world because of who you are getting involved with. Um, and I think that might have been the case here for Gollum, is that you're gonna if you're gonna tackle a very, very big series, oh the harder you're gonna fall if it goes wrong. And I think, yeah, it's just a big shame. Big, big, big shame. Don't think it should have happened. Sucks that it has. 
agree with Josh. A bit of an overreaction on our part. I think council culture got the better of us there. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Miles Thompson, I'll wrap this up. Yeah, it's just sad for the developers. I always feel with things like this, we've talked about it with Microsoft, of <clears throat> your publishing arm, the people who are going to be overseeing the projects that you build and create, your publishers are supposed to overlook and make sure to rein in far too big ambitions to keep you on target and to help you stay focused on getting out a game that fundamentally works, but that is also fun to play. I feel like the developers were given a project that they didn't have either the experience or the expertise to be able to build to probably the the image that they had in their mind of what this game would be. And I don't think that's their fault. I think it is very much a case of <clears throat> the license and the type of game that was wanted was not suited to their abilities. And I think they've been mismanaged and misused, unfortunately. I hope they all go on to have really successful careers and manage to join studios where they can work on really good projects and everything else. But I think like Kat and Josh have touched on in that, you know what, it is a bad game, but if this was in the PS2 era, it would just be one of those terrible games that we look back fondly on and think, huh, that game was kind of shit, but do you know what, it was kind of funny. Whereas now you just don't get the chance to get away with that anymore. Um, And I think Cat Ray is a really good example of cyberpunk of, you know, that game was a travesty at launch for a lot of people, arguably, probably maybe even more broken than Gollum is, was. Um, But they had their own financing and resources to be able to dig themselves out of that hole. And the studio just simply didn't have that kind of leeway to be able to, you know, recover from it. And I think it's sad. I think the idea of the game was always up against it. And even when we were all showing the first initial trailer, my first reaction was this game looks like it belongs like in a 15 year old like era. Like it doesn't belong in the here and now. This should have come out like early 2000s um, on like the PlayStation 2. And it just always had such an uphill battle to be able to get people on side. And I wasn't surprised when it came out and it just wasn't up to par whatsoever. Um I think it's just a real missed opportunity and a sad tale of how to misuse your resources and your people's expertise in projects that they're not suited for. And yeah, because I think they previously worked on like point and clicks and like story related games prior to this. And I just think to myself, why didn't they make like a like a narrative adventure game where you have to guide Gollum out of Mordor? You know, they could keep the same storyline, but focus on actually just doing the narrative, skip all of the gameplay stuff that they clearly didn't know how to build in a functional and effective way and just, you know, make decisions, make it like a play your own adventure or whatever, where you get to choose how Gollum achieves certain things. And if you do things in a certain way, then you end up losing or, you know, there's consequences, you know, we think about Telltale as well of they bit off so much more than they could chew because they got too big and too many licenses and they've had to kind of rebuild themselves from nothing and i feel like it's kind of a similar story here of really good license really good opportunity bit off way too much more than they could chew tried to shoe on in too many things they weren't ready for and they just need to kind of pick themselves up and hopefully the developers like i said get to go on and do better things with other studios yeah i hope so um do you remember state of mind in 2018 Oh, state of mind. Uh, I don't actually. Okay, that was a Daedalic game. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Was it a point and clicker as well, or was it something different? 
It was a graphic adventure game developed and published by Daydalek, a cyberpunk story set in the near future. The game explores transhuman themes. Oh, so that seems more up their street. Was it any good? Uh, got a 7 out of 10 on Steam. Well, there we go. <laughs> it's much better than the 2 out of 10 or 3 out of 10 it currently has for Gollum. Yeah. Also made Deponia, The Pillars of the Earth, and Shadow Tactics. Um, yeah, so they got they got some good pedigree. It's just, yeah, it's a real shame that Gollum was knocked about completely. Yeah. Wrong project for the wrong people, I think, unfortunately. Yeah, so there we are. Well, best of luck to Delicate Entertainment, and um, we're sorry that we gave Gollum such a shit review. <laughs> Uh, because, yeah, unfortunate. Right then, let's get to our recommendations. This is where we find something throughout the week that we love and want to share with you, our dear listener. Whether it be a video game, a comic book, a TV show, a movie, a trainer, or a mouse pad. I don't know. I'm looking at things in my flat. Uh, Kat, do you want to go first? What is your recommendation? Uh, well, my recommendation is is I uh, do you know what? I always have recommendations in the week and then I'm like oh, I'm gonna recommend that on the pod and then I forget by this point but I have just been to McDonald's to have the McFlurry and for some reason they gave me loads of topping and it was a vibe so I'm also going to secondhand recommend the McDonald's flurry. Yes. What did I say? Oh, my bad. Yeah, the Biscoff McFlurry. They gave me loads of topping. They gave me loads of Biscoff topping. It was amazing. Um, and also, a, an oldie but a goodie, and something that I introduced Miles to today. If you're a fan of hot chocolate, McDonald's hot chocolate is actually pretty good for the price. Um, it doesn't taste like ass. Um, so there's also another cheeky recommendation that next time at McDonald's and you like hot chocolate, just get it, because it's pretty cheap for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Biscoff McFlurry. Two, two weeks in a row now that's been recommended. Um, I had one this week, had very little topping on it. I was just so disappointed. Um, but uh, there we are, kind of everything in this world. But if you do get one, make sure you go in store and watch them do it. And you just go, more please, more please, more please, more please, that's it. And then enjoy it, because it's wonderful. Uh, Josh, your recommendation? My recommendation for this week, um, it's going to be from the hip, because I've not really spent too much time with it. Um, so it could end up being utter crap, but I'm enjoying it so far. Um, it is a manga called Homunculus. Um, it has recently just had a, an English adaptation release for it. Um, and it's been a long time coming. It's quite old. Uh, it's from the creator of Itchy the Killer. And if anyone has seen that film or know of that film, you know how balls to the wall, insane, gory, action heavy and kind of revered that the get the movie is um this is the creator of that he's, he's written this book <clears throat> um it's basically about a guy who's living out of his car um and he has little to his name um but this medical student keeps stalking him and he's basically saying like look i'll give you a load of money if you let me operate on you and he's like no you freak um and then his car gets towed, so his home is basically gone. Uh, so he takes him up on his offer, and weird shit ensues. Um, it's a psychological horror. Um, I've got volume one and two, so and I think three and four come out in September. Um, so I think there's going to probably be like five or six volumes altogether, uh, packaged as two each. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's really cool art style in it. Um, the story is weird. If you like that sort of like Junji Ito stuff, um, it's very much like that. 
um, but it's definitely got the the flavor of um, uh, the, the creator. Um, his name is passing me at the moment, um, but yeah, uh, it's just had an English adaptation. So if you like your kind of mangas or anime or you know stuff like that, but you like it a bit more adult and scary and weird, definitely give out uh, Homunculus a good read. All right. Homunculus. 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 Right, cool. Very nice. Miles, your recommendation? Oh, you're going to love this one, Roscoe. I'm back to my nerdy ways, my friend. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's uh, the Steam Summer Sale. I can't remember. Is it the Summer Sale? I don't know which, whichever one it's called. And uh, there's lots of games on sale. It's great. There's lots of RTS games on there. Strategy games, your favorite. I'm sure you've been perusing it much, Roscoe. Um, so I picked up back when I was a kid. I used to play a lot of uh, uh, Red Alert and Command and Conquer, and they have the entire collection on there, which I picked up for like I think it was fifteen quid. And it's got like six or seven games in there. Um, so I've been playing Red Alert One remastered or remade, whatever it was, um, and it's brought back all the memories of being a kid playing it on the PlayStation One, forgetting the code for the level that went saves back then, um, and then having to restart the entire campaign because I'd forgotten the codes. Luckily, they've gotten rid of that feature. It does actually save between missions now, which is lovely. Um, but yeah, it's been really nice to go back to it. Some old school RTS. It's it's so old now because units won't even fire at enemies while moving now. They just it's not a thing back then. Um, obviously they do do that now, but not in this game. And yeah, it's just been lovely to go back to it. It's a really fun game. And yeah, for the price of fifteen quid for you know seven, I think games um, that are relatively old school but all very packed with content. It's well worth checking out. So if not the game itself, check out the sort of sale on Steam. I'm sure there's something in there that everyone will want to pick up. What's it called? The Steam sale or the game? <laughs> the, the, the game. Uh, Command and Conquer Red Alert. Okay, cool. Command and Conquer Red Alert. Bit of a non sequitur, but Dead by Daylight is on that uh, Steam Summer sale for five ninety nine. Don't do it. Don't do it. If you want thousands of hours of pain, there you go, yeah. baby. It's it's pure agony. <laughs> I don't know if you're recommending it or not. I have no idea. Oh no, I'm not recommending Dead by Daylight. He's recommending okay. Commander Conquer Red Alert, definitely. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, but I I'm remember. Joking. I do remember Dead playing by, that. Dead by Daylight's just there. I'm, I'm, I played Red Alert at school. I do remember. Oh my god, you were a nerd back at school. You played Red Alert. It's the only bloody game on the computers at school. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that and Lemmings <laughs> and um, a Sensible World of Soccer, I think. Did you not have what was it called? Like Zumbinis or something? Where you have to like make the pizzas for the weird creatures or whatever. No, dude. There's like ten years between us at school. Oh, I think yeah, it probably got very different by the time you were at school. Yeah, that's true. Well, I was also in school in games. Jersey, so your computer games sound awesome. I just had an EastEnders like uh <laughs> changing game where you just like <laughs> put clothes on dot and fill and shit like that. That's well, what I did. we um yeah, we we, we figured out. Um, the the computers all had floppy disk drives, and we have floppy disk computers at home. And so we were like, "What if we just bring in games to play?" And so we did. So we just bought yeah. Lemmings and soccer, and you know, it was great. And Magical. I think I think my copy of Lemmings is probably still in one of those computers because I couldn't get it out. <laughs> Lost to the adults of time. Yeah, 
Oh, I, rem- I remember Cool Math Games as well, where you had there was a balloon tower defense on that. That was pretty banging. Oh my god, I think I played that as well. Yeah, that's I think you've just unlocked a memory. memory. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it was awesome. Wow, in the words of Ogos, <laughs> wow. Oh wow. Uh, what's my recommendation? My recommendation is Mission Impossible. Last night, um, before all the drama kicked off, I was in the middle of a bit of a binge. I was like, you know what? I'm going to need to watch the Mission Impossible. So I watched Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which is fantastic. Then I watched Rogue Nation, which is the greatest, one of the greatest films of all time, I think. And um, and then I got halfway through Fallout and then had to go to hospital. Um, whether or not they were connected, because I was so excited, I don't know. But they're just brilliant fucking movies, man. They're just so, so good. And if you get the chance to, just sit through them. Just sit through them and enjoy them. You know, there's one to six right now. They're all on Paramount Plus, I believe. Um, that's where I've been watching them anyway. Um, so you can watch the whole lot on there. I'm going to have a blast. I'm going to watch the end of Fallout uh, whilst I'm editing tonight, and I'm very excited to do so. And yeah, I'm getting super hyped for Dead Reckoning, which is out next week, and I can't wait. And so, yeah, if you want to watch Tom Cruise running and doing absolutely absurd, ridiculous things in the name of entertainment, then you can't go wrong with a bit of Mission Impossible. You can't, it's just, it's just the best. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, that does bring a solemn end to this week's episode of the Thinking Guns podcast. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all of the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. If you want to follow us over on Threads, which is the brand new Instagram Twitter beta, we are going to be on there from next week because. Well, basically everyone else is, so we're following them. Um, follow us over on Instagram, finger underscore GNS. That's finger underscore GNS. Make sure you're there to keep up with all the updates. We are going to be updating on Twitter as well, of course. But if you want to move forward and join the revolution, then join us on threads from next week. Except for Mars, of course. He's smart. And not on Twitter, along with Tom, who's leader of them on Twitter, all threads. I mean, so what are you going to do? You know, crazy. If you really like what we do, want to follow our Patreon for $1 a month, you can keep the podcast live on its various podcasting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But until then, it is goodbye from Kat. See you later. It is goodbye from Josh. Goodbye, everyone. It is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Oh, well. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. And we'll see you next time on the Might and the Wonder. That is the Finger Guns Podcast. Bye.